Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So Without further ado, let's begin this journey. <laughs> so now, this thing that the Prophet Sadat from turning away from this man, it is not something only in this surah. Quran has mentioned this thing to the, about the Prophet in more than one occasion. So I was thinking that some people said that you know, it is Uthman Affan, he is mentioned. You know, I never found it anywhere. But also the thing is, in the Quran, this thing has been mentioned about the Prophet in more than one place. Like the Quran says, Don't you know, remove from you, don't push away from the people who believe. So Quran is saying that you know, anybody who comes to you interested in, in learning and interested in your message, you should prefer him. And also Quran said that you know, for the sake of these unbelievers, it seems that you are going to kill yourself. That has come in more than one verse. So you know, the message of the Quran is very consistent that the Prophet ﷺ has encouraged to pay more attention to those who come to him to learn, those who are interested in his message. And the Prophet ﷺ should keep a limit to spend time to those people who are not interested. We should not waste his time. That message is delivered in the Quran in more than one occasion. So that I prefer to the meaning here Abbasa is the Prophet himself. And as I defended the Prophet, it is very 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 easy. Yeah? Sure. Just just one point. Just getting the sound. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it is very easy to understand why the Prophet can you repeat what you said just going back about one minute? Yeah, no, I'm trying so that the Prophet is very you know, these verses in the Quran are very consistent. In more than one occasion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has criticized the Prophet not paying attention to those people who have come to him as learners, those who want to learn something. And also Quran criticized the Prophet very often to have so much attention for those people who have no interest. So Quran wants the Prophet don't waste your time behind these people. So this has come more than one occasion. That's why those who suggest that Abbas is referring to Sumayn al that's not right. It is referring to the Prophet and in reference to him, these things have come more than once in the Quran. But why the Prophet was more interested in the leading people of Quraysh and in the elite people of Quraysh, uh, that isn't uh, very clear. Because first thing is, he has been commanded in the Quran <coughs> to warn these, these people. Quran says, So the Prophet was commanded that he should start the da'wah with the leading people of Quraysh. And second thing is he knew that their influence is over all Arabia. If they accept Islam, then all the Arabs will accept Islam. 
So this is the reason that why he used to prefer the Quraysh and reading people among them over other people. <coughs> so anyway, so this is a big thing. That Abbas Allah, he frowned and turned away. Why? Because the blind man has come to him. And then the Quran now coming to the Prophet directly. Now we know who this man is who frowned. Umayyad Rika, what makes you to know that you know, he is not interested? You know, you know, it could be that he is interested into, in Tazkiya and, and, and purifying it. Or the Zakkar or he remembers and then remembrance or reminder will benefit him. So Quran has mentioned two reasons why you should pay attention to the, to the newcomers. The first thing, the newcomers when they come, it could be that they get Tazkiya from you. They learn from you, they accept Islam and they are purified. And second thing is, maybe they come, they listen to you and that reminds them something and then after that they accept Islam. The people are two, two types. So first people who are fear of Allah, they have certain questions. They come and they ask you questions and if they, are, if they answer, they accept Islam. And they, 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 they learn from you. Second type of the people are those who have no question, nothing. They just come because you are invited, you are calling people and you have gathered, they come, they are sitting. These two when they sit, if they have good reminder, and that reminder actually somehow strikes their mind, then they love. So the Allah SWT is saying that when newcomers come to you, if they have question, they will ask you, they learn from you and they are guided. And it could be that they have no question, they come to sit, they sit with you, and sometimes what you say, it makes sense to them, it reminds them of something, and then they can love. So you have to think about it, wherever new people come. So this actually is very important to understand that whenever people are preaching Islam, their thinking should be that when the new people are coming, it could be that somehow the Swahatara can choose them and Allah Swahatara can make them to accept Islam. So to waste our time behind those people who are not interested, this is not the wisdom. Second thing is in this verse to understand, Quran did not make the meaning of zakka or dhikra, you know, what taskiyah is and what dhikra is very clear there. It is just more general. It has come in the surah before that. Very often Quran used these words more general. But in, in, elsewhere in the Quran they have been explained properly in right, right order. So these verses will tell you that the purpose of the people, you know, you, people, you, are, you are, listen to the people is that they get tazkiyah. And the purpose of the message is that you purify the people, cleanse the people, they get tazkiyah. But what Tazkiyah basically means in the Quran, it has come in other words, in other surah, like Surah Al-Ala said, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَذَكَّى رَبِّهِ Those people who did Tazkiyah, they are successful people. And then the Quran mentions two qualities of those people. One is they remember Allah's name and then they do the prayer. And then the Quran says, you people prefer this one. So we can also understand Tazkiyah also includes spending money in the path of Allah. So there are two main components of Tazkiyah in the Quran. One is Salah and the other is Zakah, charity. People do the prayers and people do spend money in the path of Allah SWT. That why person Zakat is named Zakat because you know of, of this of Tazkiyah thing. So these are two main components. Whenever you purify people, clean the people, make them Islam, you have to start their life with two things, teaching them two things important. First, teach them the prayer and the second thing, teach them how to help the poor people how to help the needy people, how to spend their money in the path of Allah SWT. These two things, they are the basic of the foundations of Tazkiyah. Tazkiyah actually comes on that ground. But again I will remind you that whenever you do these two things, the prayer and the zakat, paying the zakat and charity, always keep thinking these two things, they are connected with Tazkiyah, purifying you, cleaning you. 
if you do the prayers five times a day and not the prayers and also you spend money in the path of Allah but your heart, uh, hearts are not pure you have got enmity, you have got hatred, you have got jealousy you know, you have got, you know, you cheat the people you lie, you have got all the dust in your heart then simple meaning is that the process of tasqiyah is not right your prayers are not right and when you pay zakat, that is not right simple meaning, because it is impossible that you pray and your heart will be dirty it is impossible that you pay zakat and your heart will have the love of the money it is impossible if it is not happening, something is wrong and that you consider most Muslims first thing is to most Muslims don't pay any you know, very few people, you know, 10% of Muslims now we Muslims are you know, so much proud that Muslims are 1 billion and this number and that number by kind of Allah's calculation not everybody is Muslim the Prophet has said that you know, the difference between the believer and the believer is the, the salah, the prayer those who pray, they are the believers the companions say we never consider leaving anything of the religion as a kufr except prayer. If people did not pray, how can you say that it's a Muslim? That, that's the first condition. So you can't say the Muslim, very difficult, even if 10% too much, less than 10% Muslims, they come for the prayer. Among those 10% people who come for the prayer, how many people among them, they know how to pray? And the prayer is not, as I mentioned, prayer is not actually the words that you say from your tongue. It is not the actions that you do. The prayer basically is the worshiping your door with your mind, with your heart, with your body, and with your tongue. The prayer must be with the tongue, must be with the body, must be with the mind, thinking properly that what you're doing. And with your heart, yani your heart should feel submission to Allah SWT, proper submission to Allah SWT, you know, and Hanifiyya, the turn away from everything and, you know, and surrender to Allah SWT. If it is not happening, then you know, it is not uh, the prayer. Similarly, when you pay zakat, you should feel it, that you are sacrificing the love of the money for the sake of Allah SWT. Money should have not have any importance to your heart. Commands of Allah should have more importance than anything else. If this is not happening, then the prayer and the zakat, they are not proper. They are two basic foundation, but keep checking yourself all the time. You know, like uh, you know, one of the poetry verses, Iqbal said, he says, Safai kaj, dil pareshan, sajda be zawt, ki jazbe andarun baati nahi hai. He said, if you go to any prayer, any mosque, Safai kaj, all the rules of the prayer, then none of them are straight. People stand wherever they like, really. They don't make effort to make their rules straight. Dil pareshan, the hearts of the people are scattered. No focus in the prayer. Sajda be zawt, when they bow their head in the sajda, they never think of it, they never, don't enjoy that they are worshipping the Lord. You know, some surrendering to the Lord. There is no enjoyment of that. You know, Saita should be like, you know, if a child, imagine a child, a baby, you know, the child, children, they come to the arms of their mother, how they feel. The arms of the mother is actually the best place for a child, safest place. They enjoy that, children enjoy to be in the arms of their mother. We do Saita, we don't enjoy that. We don't feel we are in the arms of our, our, our Lord. You know, think of it. That's why we are looking at, at Father Jomad everywhere else. That's why power, money, everything is more important in Islam. If people really know the value of Sajda, they forget everything. You know, how, how, how the value of Sajda? So that's why he's complaining that people come for a prayer, Safai Kaj, the rows are not straight, Dil Pareshan, the hearts are scattered, they are not focused. Sajda be zawb, and you know, your Sajda, when you bow your head in Sajda, no enjoyment, no taste. Why? Because your 
attraction of your inside towards your lower lower does not exist. There's no gravity. He said there's no gravity in your in your heart. Gravity means to be to be connected with the Lord. That does not exist. For that, if that does not have any gravity, nothing will come. Nothing will fall to that. If you don't have any gravity, then Allah's love will not fall in your heart. Just be under the baki, not there. And then he said, "Wise ka hai ek rishad bajar, takrir bahut dilchasp, magar aako me surya ishq nahi, chehre pe yaqeen ka nur nahi." When the preachers come to the mosque, whatever they say, we accept it. It is true. Whatever they say, it is true. Takrir bahut dilchasp, and their speech is very interesting. You can see that the arguments of Quran and Sunnah very interesting. <coughs> and whatever they say, it is true. Magar aako me surya ishq nahi. But when you look at the eyes of the preacher, they don't have. Uh, you know, uh, the love of Allah so in the eyes they don't tell you they have any love and you don't see from their face they have got any, any faith no faith, no belief so people can preach, people can teach so understand that so this religion has this, uh, this important tazkiyah that I am trying to say our way to understand sharia is a means not the end when people follow when you get married you follow sharia law You know, two witness, mahar, dowry, provide accommodation expenses to your wife, all those things. But that is not the end. That is only mean if following the Sharia does not take you to purify you, to clean you, to make your heart better. Then Sharia is no purpose, no, no, no benefit behind that. It has no value. Sharia itself is not an end. Jews, Jewish people living in 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 Palestine, they made the law and Sharia at the end. Then Isa al-Islam came and criticized them and criticized the law and make them to realize the importance and importance of Tazkiyah. He brought them back to Tazkiyah. That's what we need really. We need both combination. Follow the law, you need Sharia, you need a path. But the Sharia must actually lead you to an end. And that end is what? To purify your heart, to clean you, to make you nearer to your Lord. If the Sharia does not make you nearer to your Lord, then that Sharia has no importance. It must be connected with the end. Then the Quran is saying, "Amma man istaghna, fa anta lahu tasadda." Istaghna, istaghni. What istaghna means? Istaghna basically means that the way of the people is that whatever they get, they start feeling they are self-sufficient. People get money, rich people think they are self-sufficient. They don't need anybody's help. People who get the power, they think they are self-sufficient. They don't need anybody's help. The people who get position. They start thinking like that. Why actually Allah SWT made the whole world in a way that you every time you are dependent on Him. He has given you to test you. But what He has given you does not make you self-sufficient. You thank Him. But every gift that He gives you connected with Him. Meaning He can take it away. He wants people when you get anything from Him, thank Him, recognize Him, know Him. But never think that you know you are become self-sufficient. It is not from you. He can take away the mind which make you to to be arrogant and think really I can make money. He can take away the mind from you. There have been people before us, good mind thinking they become mind. He taken away the money that you are proud or arrogant of that. He can take away the power. He can take away 
and you can see that we have seen a certain in the Middle East, in, like you know, in Iraq and also in Libya, the people who have been ruling their country for 40, 30 years, and how arrogant they have been. And within days, the power has gone. The power has been taken away from them. So this actually is one of the things in the human being, that when people get something to do, what happens, they start thinking they are self-sufficient. They don't need anyone, and everybody needs them. They get istighna. Istighna basically is this thing. Allah does not want. You know, they know how to be rich. But when you are rich, you should feel that you are you need your Lord as any poor person needs him. When you have power, fine, you get power, but you should believe that you need your Lord as any weak person needs him. All the time. Because that power is gift from him, it is not yours. But what actually happens when the people get something, it makes them Dear said to Tughiyan, Istagna and the Quran said that, you know, Arrahust, you know, Kalla inna linsana layatgha, Arrahustagna. But what mankind does, human beings do, they exceed the limit. They become arrogant. They become rebellious. Why? Because they think they are self-sufficient. They don't need anybody. So when you think you don't need anybody, don't need anyone, then you exceed everything. Don't, don't, don't find that you have got limits. People always care for the limits when they think they are weak. But once people think they have no weakness and they are not accountable to anybody, then they don't find any limits for them. They cross all the limits. That is arrogance. The Quran is saying, Kalla inna insana Insan becomes pari, exceeding all the limits. Rebellious. Why? Because he thinks istagna. He is self-sufficient. That's why the Quran said in the previous surah about, about Fir'aun. When Allah commanded Musa to go to Fir'aun, Quran said, Go to Fir'aun because he has still out the limit. Why? Because he did his tigna. He thinks he has power, he has palace, he has the army, all the things. He does not need anybody. exceeds the limit. The Quran, that Quran says, Those people who think they don't need him, don't need your message, they don't need Allah, they are very arrogant and proud. The self-sufficient. People like that, you are eagerly paying all attention to that person. You are so keen to follow that person. Tasadda in Arabic language basically means to follow someone. Somebody who does not want to come to you, but you keep following him, persuading that you know, he can listen to you. Tasadda. So you know, you know that he goes this way, you are there. He goes that street, you are there. All the time keep following him, that Tasadda. So Quran said, the people who are istighna, those who think they are self-sufficient, those who think they don't need anybody, don't need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you follow them all the time, pursuing them all the time, you know, behind him. Why Quran does not like this? Because Allah the message is dignified. Allah the message is honored. You know, Allah the message has come to save the people, but not to be humiliated. You cannot humiliate Allah the message. Prophets and myself, they must be humble, but their humility should not be so much that the message is humiliated. I said never can do it. Understand this properly. We must, we should think really. We, are, we should be ready to sacrifice our honor, our respect, our dignity for the sake of Allah. But we are never allowed to sacrifice the message of Allah. Allah, the message is Allah, like Allah, dignity. You are not allowed. So sometimes the prophets and messengers are so keen for the people's Islam that sometimes they take Islam in, in, to the people in a way that it looks like that they need the people. I uh, said need the people. I said, does not need anybody. That's why, whenever anybody accepts Islam, you should think it is in his interest, not in the interest of the message. Always keep thinking like that. Because message is 
لكن فاذا كنت بيبول يوز تو ثينك وين خالد ابن الوليد رضي الله تعالى عنه هو كماندر ان تشيف اوف مسلم ارمي دون ذا تايم اوف ابو بكر صديق رضي الله تعالى عنه وين عمر بكر خليفه هي ريموفد هيم بيكوز بيبول ستارت ثينك اف خالد از ذير ذير مسلم سينيفر كان بي ديفيتد عمر وانتد تو تيست بيبول ميت ان خالد ذير مايسي اس اوف اسلام whether it is خالد somebody else to still have the same thing it was good that he did this otherwise you have been believing that muslims got over the victory because of khalid ibn walid khalid was removed abu ubaida was appointed as, as commander in chief and muslims kept winning you know same way nothing changed no difference happened so that must be very clear if people accept islam in it in their interest if they don't accept islam it is their loss not the loss, loss of the message message must be dignified the quran is saying oh prophet don't waste your time behind these people so amma man istaghna fa anta lahu tasadda wa ma alayka an la yazakka then no harm on you you don't have a responsibility if this person does not accept islam is not purified then no harm on you you are not going to be blamed there no blame on you allah never appointed a messenger messenger to guide the people no message only messenger only comes to teach people innaka la tahdi man ahbabta ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء او بروفيت يو كانت غايد هو الجلال الله غايدز هو ايفر هي وانس ميسنجرز اونلي كم تو كونفي ذا ميسج تو تيش ذا بيبل بت غايدنس اوف ذا بيبل ا از ان ذا هاند اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى ذا بروفيت صلى الله عليه وسلم واز سو كين فار از انكر ابو طالب تو بيكم مسلم بهي وانت غايد الله دي نوت وانت اند ذا بروفيت صلى الله عليه وسلم هاز سو ماتش هيتريد against wahshi wahshi in harba is the one who killed his uncle hamza the prophet did not like him but allah wanted to guide him wahshi comes and is guided because prophet does not guide allah guides so this actually must be very clear the prophet of allah is saying oh allah the messenger it is not you you are not going to blame people are not purified that what we muslims have to think really that we should not think about increasing the number that's not that's not actually what allah wants from us Allah never made this obligation on the believers that go and increase your number. That never has been. The only obligation that believers have got is to convey the message properly. Whether people accept or don't accept, it is their problem. Your duty is to convey the message. But because of that, following blindly the Christian missionaries, Muslims for many many actually decades you can see they have lowered Islamic message. They just want to increase the number. Like Christians, and more interest to increase the number. That's all Muslims want. And then I can say very often they use those methods which never have been approved by the Quran. Sometimes they use those arguments which are not solid. And if you use those arguments, what will happen to you? You convince people they become Muslim. Somebody comes who is stronger than you in the argument, he will convince them they will leave Islam because you did not do right from from the beginning. Always follow the way of the Prophet's message. Don't be keen for the people to become Muslim. You only should be keen to do your duty properly. As your duty is to convey the message properly with the dignity, proper explanation. Either in the Quran, either the message the Prophet do. Whether the number increases or does not decrease, it is not your concern. Unless what the neighbor made this thing obligatory on the believers that you must make people to become Muslim. Never have you. Your duty is only. to convey the message that Allah made very clear and the prophet wama alayna illal balagh the no duty upon us except to convey the message properly to convey the message that is the duty of the prophet so quran says wama alayka an la yazakka it is not your duty and that why 
one thing I should keep in mind that in this universe, Allah is the taker, Allah is the giver, and the people are the taker. If anybody changes this position, don't pay attention to them. In this universe, all the time this must be established properly, Allah is the giver and the people are the taker. Quran says that in Antum al you are merely to Allah. Wallahu, Allah is Ghani, Al-Hamid, Al-Ghani, Al-Hamid. Allah is not If anybody is taken leave them. Because we are not going to take anything from the people. We want to give. So this the dignity of the message means we want to tell people that we have come with a message to you to give you something, not to take from you something. Islamic message means to give to the people, not to take from them. Now think really, what is actually happening? How, how we are concerned in this country? If you go and ask non-Muslim friends, they will tell you that Muslims are concerned in this country as a group who have come to take, not to give. We don't have anything to give. We only take from the people. Take from them their money, their resources, this thing. People think we have come to take. Nothing to give. What we have got, they have more, more value, more, it is more precious than what they can give to you. So always tell people that you are in this country to give the people, not to take from them. Your social so hotel, we are given, we are not takers. And once you establish yourself as given, people respect you. Anybody who comes as a beggar, people humiliate you. you know, if some, somebody comes to your house to beg something, do you respect that person? But if somebody comes to you and gives you 100 pounds, what you will ask him? Oh, please come and sit, have a cup of tea and this and that. Respect him. But you never ask a beggar to come and sit and have a cup of tea and, and some talk or something. Don't do. Even if he asks you one pound, you don't respect him. But if somebody comes to give you, you respect him. Those who give, they are respected in any society. If your presence in this country makes the society more peaceful, more, make people more honest, make people more true, make the society you know, in a better order, who will not love you? Who is this one not going to love you? If, if, if being your neighbor means that their family is more protected, who will not like to be your neighbor? Tell me. If people believe that if I am a neighbor of a Muslim, then my house is more safe, my daughters and my sisters are more protected, my family is more protected, and if they are in the need, they will be more helpful. Tell me who will not like to be your neighbor. But at the moment, what is happening is, nobody wants to be our neighbor. Why? Because they can feel that we people always want to think really, we always think how to take from the people, how to misuse the system so we can get more money. We never, we never use our mind so nicely in giving the people, or then how to take. The Quranic, and Quranic thing is, you know, if people have stigma, don't go to them. You, know, you, are, you are a giver, give to people. So, ma alayka Allah yazakka. And then the Quran says, وَأَمَّا مَنْ جَاءَكَ يَسْعَى وَهُوَ يَخْشَى فَأَنْتَ عَنْهُ تَلَخَى Quran says, but as for those, as for the one who comes to you, يَسْعَى, running to you, making effort to come to you, وَهُوَ يَخْشَى and he has got fear of Allah. He really wants to learn something. You know, the fear is the sign of learning because the, the guidance only can come to the people who have got fear. That the Quran has made very clearly, خُدَى لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِنَّ فِي ذَارِكَ لَعَيْوَةٍ لَمَنْ يَخْشَى إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُنْدُرُ مَنْ يَخْشَاهَا So when people have fear of Allah they can learn. So Quran is saying that as far the one who comes to you running, making effort to come to you, and he has fear, 
فأنت عنه تلخى دم وهي فأنت عنه تلخى دم جو إنه بي تلخى تلخى بس اللي بيرس when you make yourself busy and don't pay attention to right because there are two things one needs your attention you don't pay attention to that and become busy with something else that is tarahi the meaning is basically that you pay no heed to that person these people have come to you with fear of Allah they want your attention but you pay no heed to that person no attention to that tarahi and you know one thing you can see how the Quran emphasizes when the Quran mentioned the people of the stagna the Quran says amma man istagna فَأَنْتَ لَهُ تَصَدَّى The right order in the Quran in Arabic language you say فَأَنْتَ تَصَدَّى لَهُ You follow that person. Similarly the right order should be فَأَنْتَ تَلَحَّ عَنْهُ The Quran says فَأَنْتَ عَنْهُ تَلَحَّ Emphasizing that that this person he needed your attention. The person is coming running to you the one who is coming with the fear of Allah he needs to your attention and from him you are turning away. So Quran has to focus that that why and who has come before Talaha. Otherwise the right order in Arabic language is to say Fa'anta Talaha Anhu. Similarly the right order is Fa'anta Tasadda Lahu. But the Quran changed the order to emphasize this point. That people like that who have istighna, who feel they are self-sufficient, those who feel they are limited, these people, you should not pay any attention to them. But you are paying attention to them. And the one who came with the fear, you know, you, 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 you don't pay any attention to them. So that's why the Quran has made Anuhu before Talaq. Now think really that what is important here in the Ayat Al-Sahutara. People's heart with the fear. If, if people have got this thing, then Allah Sahutara commands the messenger to pay attention to them. Now you can see, Allah in, in the Ayat Al-Sahutara, there is no value for the resources. It could be somebody has got richness, money, treasures, everything. But his heart is not with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is arrogant. Then with all resources, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no value for that person. Somebody is very poor, blind. You know, blind people can't do anything. And you know, very poor person. But he comes with a heart, which is pure heart. Then the prophets have been commanded to pay attention to that person. So what has got the value? Let him consider Qarun. Qarun has got all the treasures, every single thing that you can imagine. But he did not pay attention. Allah had no value for his treasure. You know, in, in this world, if somebody, you know, if you go into you know, fight a nation, and the nation has got all the resources and the treasures and all the money, what will you do? You are going to fight them, defeat them, but you will make every single effort to spare all the treasures and all the money, so when you win, you can take all that. Because that we have value in our eye. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to punish Qarun, what Allah did? Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, destroyed Qarun and kept his treasure somewhere? No. He destroyed him with the treasure. Showing him he has no value and his treasures have no value. You don't want to use that. So when you just imagine really if you spend all your life for something and then at the end of your told that whatever you have been doing it has no value, how much relation will be there? So Qarun spent all his life for all this treasure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed him with the treasures, telling him we have no value for your treasure. Nothing, no value is there. Imagine really that you know, without Khashiyah Allah SWT, without his fear, Allah has no value for anything. Even if people make treasures like Qarun's treasure, no value. Even if people get as much power as Firaun, no value. Firaun, his army drowned in the water. 
And but Israel has been made to move from it. They, they are not asked go and occupy Egypt. No, that power is so dirty. You don't deserve that. You know, you don't need that. This actually is lesser for them. Any power, any money, any treasure, which actually is without the fear of Allah Taala, has no value. And any poverty, any weakness, which people think it is weakness, if it has got the fear of Allah Taala, that what has got the value. The real thing is, you know, the purity of the heart. And that's what the statement means. Make your heart clean. This is something anybody can earn. You know, to become prime minister of a country, to a president of America, is not easy. But what Allah is really telling you, it is easy for every believer. Anybody with any resources can happen. In any condition, whatever condition, people are deprived in any condition. You're living as a minority or majority. You're in the power, you have no power. You're rich or you're poor. In any condition, what Allah describes as something where you, you can achieve that. No believers can say that I cannot do this. Everybody can say it. It's something that does not need anything really. It's so easy. Allah SWT gave it to people. That's why the Holy the real thing is the khashiya. And this khashiya does not come by repeating the word sharia and the laws and the state and Muslim rule. It does not come from that. Way. It comes from something else. People have made the means at the end. The sharia, the means is not end. Islamic state, the means not end. Ibn Jawzi Rahmanullah said, Ma'alumun anna al-quluba la taqshahu bitakrari izalat al-nijasa wal ma'il mutagajjir وهي محتاجة للتذكار والمواعظ لتنهض لطلب الآخرة He said in known that hearts are never hearts never are, have fear and hearts never can be humble by repeating all the laws of Sharia Kitab al-Tahara laws of purification laws of the prayer laws of the marriage and divorce all the, nothing can make your heart clean what makes your heart clean and pure and humble and full of fear is to remind the heart about the day of judgment about the power of Allah about the accountability, about the paradise, about the fire of hell. That's what makes heart. It does not need any money. Nothing. No Muslim can complain, I cannot achieve this position. This can be achieved by anybody. That's why some Salaf used to say, Hadithun yariqu lahu qalbi ahabbu ilayya min mi'ati qadiyyatin min qadaya shurah. One talk, one small speech, which can make my heart, it can soften my heart, can make my heart humble. It is more beloved to me than memorizing 100 issue of, uh, you know, court and, and judiciary and, and buying and selling. You know, just anything that can make my heart, you know, pure and clean. That what, that what we have value in life, Mustafa. It is khashiyah. There are the Qur'an, إِنَّ مَا أَنْتَ مُنْذِرُ مَنْ يَخْشَاهَ Qur'an, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ الْعِبْرَةً لِمَنْ يَخْشَاهَ People, when they have fear of Allah SWT, their value rises. If the people have no fear of Allah SWT, whatever they get, no value. And look at simply really. When somebody with all the richness and the money and the power, they die, what they take with them? Can they take anything? When they arrive there, they, arrive, they can get those things. The value is for the things which you send forward, not for the things that you leave behind. We are busy with those things which we are going to leave behind. Allah is teaching you to be busy with those things which arise to your destination before you arrive there. When you come there, your good deeds are waiting for you. So what you leave behind? Your house, your money, your income, your prestige, your honor, your position, leave them behind. But when you come in the day of judgment, what you got there? In all the, in all the good deeds you have been doing. Believers should be there. The Quran says, keep thinking about the thing that you send forward. 
and base and foundation of that is khashiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, amma man jaaka yasa'a wa huwa yakhsha fa'anta anhu talaha. So, now you can see what the surah is focusing. Focus of the surah is that two types of the people. There are people who think they don't need anything. They are self-sufficient. They don't want to listen to you. They don't want to have any remembrance. And there are other people who feel a need to you. They feel need to your message. They want to appreciate the message. They want to listen to you. These two people are there. Who you have to spend your time with? The Quran says those who are mustaghani, those who think they are self-sufficient, don't waste your time to them, these people. Come to the people who need you, who come to you for your help, for their help, for your help, come to them. And then the Quran says this message. Quran is not a lower message. It is a very dignified book. Allah SWT has sent the message, you know, it has dignity. You should know the dignity of the message. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.